that's weird. That's fucking weird. We should probably talk about it. There's a mystery here. Part of the reason that I was late getting home from work today to record this was because my coworker's dad wrote a book about near-death experiences. And so I was making him like tell me about that a little bit. Oh, wow. That's the best. Right? What kind of near-death experiences? It's like it's like an academic uh, book about like near-death experiences and people who've claimed to have near-death experiences and methods of validating them. What? Interesting. Uh-huh. It's called, the book is called, um, shoot, let me, I wrote it down. It's called Stalking White Crows. <laughs> it's a book. That's a fantastic Which name. sounds, that is the most Arizona- hippie thing i've ever heard uh so i'm probably gonna read it (laughs) please do let us know how it is i'm not gonna read it i don't (laughs) i don't read things sorry i want to i want to be that person but i can't no i fully agree and understand (laughs) at the beginning i wasn't sure where that was gonna go stalking white and i was like what (laughs) what's the next word (laughs) (laughs) what That sounds crazy. Anyway. <laughs> uh, hi, by the way, I'm Ashley. I'm Christy. And this is That's Weird. That's right. It's a podcast about weird shit, as mm-hmm. you hopefully know. Christy, how was your spooky season? Oh, my God. It was amazing. <laughs> Same. That was, was I mean, amazing. it was good. Like, I had a great spooky season. I, I dressed up. I went to the Liberty Tar Pits when you were here. We had a photo shoot. We sure did. Uh, when you left, I dressed up and did karaoke one night, and then the next night, my friends had a party where they like really just hung lights on everything and like dyed a pool red, and it was like they decorated hard, and it was cool. That's awesome. That sounds amazing. It was fun to dress up. Uh and take our photos. If you missed seeing us as Buffy and Mothman, they are posted over on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. At that's weird cast, in case you're curious. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. In case you want to check us out, you know. <laughs> I did go to one pumpkin patch. I watched a couple sort of scary things. I dressed up twice. Hell yeah, dude. I consumed a lot of pumpkin flavored things. Ooh, that's key. Yeah. So I feel, yeah, I feel like it was a good spooky season. Uh-huh. R.I.P. R.I.P. Not R.I.P. I always think of it as like, this is the beginning of a new year now. That's true. If you celebrate Samhain, or some people call it Samhain, which is how it's spelled, whatever, uh, it's the witch's new year. So, you know, set your intentions, break free of your bullshit, and go forth as a new person. Don't wait for January 1st like the fucking plebs. Do it now. Yeah. I feel like, honestly, like, I think that it, I'm just very non-committal. So I love, like, anytime there's, like, a new year. Like, January 1st, it's a whole new year. Time to do new things. Have a new take on life. By the time, like, February 9th or so rolls around, I've, I'm tired of it. But I'm like, you know what? It's the Chinese New Year. Time to, like, restart, refresh, <laughs> and then, like, fucking... <laughs> May 1st rolls around. I'm like, it's spring. It's basically a new year. 
Jesus Christ, Christy. Oh, and yeah. then, like, In May my, when summer starts for you. My birthday is the 24th. So it's like, it's my new year, bitch. It's a new, it's a time to be a new me. Christy, I think what you're looking for is maybe, maybe you just set new intentions every month because it seems to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that way you can do it 12 times a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty much... There you go. Oh, you know what? I missed one. I should have also done July 4th. It's it's America's new it's America's birthday. It's America's new year. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I could um, find one. I could find one for pr- pretty much every month. Yeah. Exactly. I uh, I get kind of screwed in January because it New Year's Day and that is obviously January 1st and then literally one week later, 7 days it's my birthday. <laughs> so it's like I have that week to really fuck up. And then it's like, all right, fine. I'm a year older. I should do something valuable yeah. for myself. That's true. Plus, people already gave you all your presents. It's the worst. That's why I don't celebrate Christmas anymore. I'm like, you want to get me something? Hold it until the 8th. Fuck. Hold it until my birthday. Actually, Wait. isn't the 8th like hey, all King's Day or something? No. I, I feel like I would have noticed that by now. <laughs> Do you mean it's the king of rock and roll's birthday? <laughs> no. Then you are correct. <laughs> then I don't then know. Then you are correct. <laughs> Do you mean it's the Goblin King's birthday? Because then you are also go- correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's So it is all I King's mean. Day. You're cor- Yeah. Um. Hey, I have a review to read you. You do? Don't worry. I'm not going to read the mean one. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, it's okay. I mean, I can if you want. Oh, by the way, uh, Epiphany, and it's January 6th, so. Oh, well, that's not the 8th, Christy. <laughs> Uh-oh, getting salty. You're so right. You're so right. Also, Snake's probably going to boof in the background. My oh, apologies. I can't wait. All right, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for both the boof and the review. Oh, there's your boof. Let's go. Uh, This is from Shower Queen, which I love. Oh. And it says, hilarious, five stars. Oh, my God. You two are hilarious, and you make me laugh, which is really hard to do. Love your voices and your chemistry. Keep on being weird. Keep on talking about body parts raining down. LOL, but sad. Uh, that's that from is, Donna. That's this podcast to a T. LOL, but sad. <laughs> exactly. Donna, you fucking get us. Thank oh you my so God. much. I love it. Yeah. Ugh, Wonderful. So Ugh, good. I love reviews. They're nice, except for when they're not nice. <laughs> I like reading the not nice ones, too. Really? I get Well, I get mad and people complain about shit that we are very forward and forthcoming about. Like, if you complain about our lack of research... It's your fault. <laughs> Sorry. You, you know what? If you complain about our lack of research, that's a result of your lack of research. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're listening to the wrong fucking podcast, bitch. You should not be listening to our podcast. If you want research and you want facts, then go somewhere else. By all means. Ooh. I get angry. Because it's complain about lot. You can complain about lots of stuff with us. 100%. Oh, yeah. We, we do have. We are shitty but don't complain about that because if that's what you want you literally listened to the wrong podcast and we say it in every episode do not come for us on something that you should know (laughs) anyway (laughs) christy i don't give a fuck 
I am lit up. I love it. Let's, yes, keep this energy. <laughs> Let's keep this energy throughout the episode. Let's keep this energy going. Everyone go fuck yourselves. <laughs> oh, is it an odd? That means it's you. It's not even me. You get to go first. It's me, bitch. Girl. Girl. Okay. Girl, please. I honestly feel like maybe we've talked about this before. <laughs> Christy, that's fine. So I'm worried. Okay. But today, we're going to talk about Jack Unterweger. Unterweger? I don't know how to say it. It's a, I, an Austrian name. I thought you were going to say Jack the Ripper, and I was going to be like, Christy. <laughs> no. Uh, however, he does have a nickname of Jack the Writer. Oh, my God. I don't know who or what. No, I've never heard of this. And also the Vienna Strangler, perhaps? Mm, no, no. Wonderful. So not not ringing any bells. Good. Great. Okay. So, Jack. His real name's Johan, but everybody calls him Jack. I don't know why. He's born in 1951 in Austria. He's an Austrian guy, and, and he's like... <laughs> I'm Sorry. trying to phrase this so it's like the most interesting way to phrase it. Okay. Uh, okay. So this guy is a murderer, but oh. he, for a little while, was like a pretty high profile example of like rehabilitation uh, because what? basically like he he had that classic, like he's born in 1951. His mom was like a waitress or something. Some say possibly a sex worker. Her, his dad was some random like Italian soldier for a little bit. His mom was arrested um, while he was a kid. So he lived with his grandfather who uh, used him to help steal farm animals. Then as he was growing up, he was in and out of prison. He was a waiter. He was convicted 16 times for like things ranging like theft, burglary, sexual assault on a, a sex worker, that kind of stuff. So he spent like eight years pretty much in jail just as a a young person and a young adult. Um, wow. Yikes. Yeah. So he had like a rough life. Um, when he was 21, this is, I'm trying to work on the timeline of how old he was in 1974. So he would have been like 21. Uh, he murdered an 18 year old German citizen named Margaret Schaefer by strangling her with her own bra. Ugh. And in 1976, he was arrested and sentenced to life in prison for it. And so while he was in prison, he wrote short stories, poems, plays, and an autobiography called Purgatory or the Trip to Prison, Report of a Guilty Man. Um, and so, like, by 1985, there was a campaign to pardon and release him because... I'm shaking my head right now. Yeah, yeah. Ba basically, a bunch of, like, Austrian literary elite just like really loved his writing and so they campaigned to have him released um, basically a lot of people thought like his writing and the how hard he was working on writing and whatever served as an example of like oh he's been rehabilitated you know so pretty much like I don't know I guess like hey look like he had a rough life this led to him doing this, all these things. Now that he's in prison, he's been working hard and rehabilitated himself. He did not get pardoned, I don't think, but he did serve 
the um there's a minimum of 15 years that you have to serve and then you can be released kind of um even if it's life in prison in Austria what mm-hmm so it's it's interesting, like all of these people, including a woman who would go on to win the Nobel Prize in Literature in 2004, uh, campaigned for his release. And so five years later was when he had finally served the 15 years. So people started campaigning for him to be released in 1985 because of his writing. And in 1990, he served the 15 years. People, so many people were convinced that he was completely rehabilitated. So on the 23rd of May, 1990, he was released. I'm sorry. Prison. But what the fuck? Because he writes well, people are like, that's okay that he <laughs> killed a woman with her own fucking bra. It's not like he accidentally hit someone with his car. He like, what? Well, so... uh let me just tell you about what he was up to after he got released, okay? Great. Awesome. Uh, first of all, upon his release, he wrote stories for children that were performed on the radio, Ashley. What? Uh, he hosted television programs where he talked about criminal rehabilitation. He worked for a public broadcaster called ORF as a reporter. Um, then, this was 1990. In 1991... He was hired by an Austrian magazine to come to Los Angeles and report on crime and the differences between U.S. and European attitudes on um, sex work, basically. So he, like, met with the local police here, and he did a ride-along in the red light districts. While he was in Los Angeles reporting on um, crime and prostitution stuff, that kind of stuff. He, uh, three prostitutes, um, were beaten, sexually assaulted with tree branches and strangled with their own bras. Also horrifying and yikes. Yep. Um, also something to know, just an interesting fact. In 1990, seven, uh, seven women in Austria and one woman in Czechoslovakia were murdered all by being strangled with their own bras. They thought he was a suspect, so they kept him under surveillance while he was, um, until he went to the U.S. as a reporter, uh, but they didn't find anything to connect him. So that's how, that's how... All of those murders happened while he was there, and then uh, he went to the U.S., and about the time that he went to the U.S., all similar murders started happening in the city that he was in. Maybe a little suspicious. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But there was no evidence to there link was, it. Like, it was just, ugh. Yeah, there was no evidence. Um, so while he the the Wikipedia doesn't like explain this very well, which is why it's not, I'm not doing a good job of explaining it. But uh, while he was a public broadcaster, a, a reporter for the ORF channel that I mentioned, uh, while he, right after he was released, he reported on a bunch of stories concerning murder. Um, and I think, like, I, I don't know if the woman he originally murdered was like a sex worker or something, but for some reason, 
they there's like a disconnect on the background of it of him because he's not a minor celebrity in the United States so I don't know all of it but I think that the his because of his background and his writing then being a rehabilitated person they put him uh in charge of being a reporter on similar crimes to what he was convicted for so like you've got a background in this yeah he was (laughs) reporting on murders of sex workers in austria and other countries for this public broadcasting thing and then until he was sent to the u.s for a magazine to report on these murders of sex workers and crime in los angeles and uh finally eventually eventually they had enough evidence to issue a warrant for his arrest basically because actually what he's been what he had been doing was like almost as soon as he got out because he got out in 1990 in may and all of those women were murdered in 1990 and he went to la in 1991 um, so he was basically, um, murdering women in the same way and then going on TV or writing in a magazine and reporting on their deaths. This is beyond fucked up. Right? Do you Oh think my he, God. Do you think he was like Ted Bundy level, like charismatic? Is that? Absolutely. I don't- like he's, it, I've seen pictures and he's like, okay looking. Um, and he like clearly had a way with words or like a fucking actual Nobel peace, Nobel literary prize winner wouldn't be like, dude, this guy's totally fine. He look at his writing. He's been rehabilitated. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is, I mean, those like, people he must just have had, felt like, he's, so dumb. Forget fucking Ted Bundy. He's seems like he must have been like just super wildly charming and, and had a way with words because people were just, Totally taken in by him to the point where he was murdering people. Ted Bundy wishes he had the charm (laughs) to be able to murder women and then talk about them on the news the next day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I just the balls of being able. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, finally, eventually they had enough evidence for his warrant, but he had already left. Um also, he had a girlfriend. <laughs> of course he did. Of course, of course he did. Um, yeah. So law enforcement chase- agencies pretty much chased him through like Switzerland, France, the U.S. Eventually, finally, in February of 1992, he was arrested in Miami, Florida by U.S. Marshals. Thank you. You're welcome. We got him. Uh, <laughs> wow. Someone is so patriotic all of a sudden. <laughs> While he was a fugitive, he called. He made a call to the Austrian media, media to try to convince them that he was innocent. Yeah, they extradited him eventually and found him guilty. Obviously, um, <laughs> obviously, obviously. Yeah, in June 1994, he was sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole. Surprise! A psychiatric examination by an Austrian psych psychiatrist uh diagnosed him with narcissistic personality disorder which yeah okay that's <laughs> like, uh, no, i just can't i can't believe it that all of that happened so uh the night that he got 
uh, sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. He committed or completed, I guess, suicide by hanging himself with rope uh, in his in prison. Basically, why not a bra strap? He seemed to like that. He, you know, what's interesting? He did not have a bra, obviously, uh, but he did <laughs> fashion a rope from shoelaces and a cord from the trousers of his tracksuit that they made him wear using the same knot that was found on all of the strangled prostitutes or sex workers. Wow. Right? So you know he did it. Of course. I mean, of, of course. course he did. Um, what's interesting is somebody made a movie. Somebody made like a documentary based on the autobiography, the auto autobiography that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody also made like a movie where they kind of, it seems like they kind of blur the lines between like, oh, did he do it, or did they unfairly like assume that he did it because that's that was what his past like. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept. Like, obviously, he fucking did it. Like, every single woman was murdered in the same way, with the same knot, with the same knot that he used on himself. Like, it's he he murdered those people. Also, those people only got murdered when he was in the same town as them. Right. Um. But it is interesting. Like the, it seems like they're the narrative of his rehabilitation had had the Austrian media perhaps or the Austrian people like so smitten that there it's viable to make a movie where it's questionable almost to be like well they put these do they assume that these vaguely similar deaths had to do with him just because that's what his past was like but he's rehabilitated or you know Maybe not. Maybe he did it. But um, John Malkovich portrayed him in a in oh, a wow. performance. I mean, yikes. I just, the thought that, like, uh, I'm so anti-rehabilitation. I just don't think that's a thing. When people are murderers. Mm, I think it depends. I think it depends. Because, uh, well, so I'm not anti-rehabilitation just because our criminal system is so fucked up that for most people, if you just could give them, like, housing and mental health care and uh, a job, like, a real job that would actually pay their bills, like, I think most people would be okay. Like, they wouldn't murder in the first place? Well... If they had not necessarily like serial killers and like murders, but I think like just in terms of like general rehabilitation and in that kind of stuff. And some people, I think, probably murder for other reasons besides just that they're like a serial killer for for a real life like serial killer that's just murdering people. Fuck that guy. Like that's they're not going to change. But if it's just somebody who like is like a gang member that's murdered someone like i think maybe if we had the actual structure to rehabilitate people then they could probably be rehabilitated wow that's very trusting of you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm on the side of the person who was murdered and no longer has a life and can't you know be rehabilitated because they're dead 
Well, you know, I I feel like I so again not for serial killers. Fuck those guys. They're just causing harm to people because they like it. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of times, like um, situations like that, it's like you know somebody's dead. Like one person's life was ruined. Why, if if you had the resources and the ability to, which we don't, uh, we don't put effort into that. But if you had the resources and the ability to, like, why would you want to ruin two people's lives instead of just one? I mean, again, <laughs> as someone, I'm who's- a big, I'm a big believer. Okay, here's he, this is. I feel like I'm turning into a hippie, Ashley. I, I just yeah. you're being. I, I know. I feel like a lot of people uh, agree with you in in that sense. There are a lot of people who think that like people can be re- rehabilitated, and for certain things, sure. But uh, when it comes to like sexual predators and murderers, I'm just like, I think we should just err on the side of caution. Really, you really think you really think like once you've once you've killed a person, you can never go back and you're always a murderer and you just like, there's no hope for you. Yeah. I mean, you literally killed someone. I, I There are obviously there are different cases if it's in self-defense or it was an accident. Sure. But if you chose to kill someone, I mean, that person doesn't get to be alive to decide what they want to do with their life like why are we giving you that choice i don't that's just how i feel about it but i don't like people generally this is why i'm team animal (laughs) wow i think i'm also like i'm pretty morally relative i'm i i am definitely of the mind that most people are bad if not all people are bad oh i'm of the mind that like everything sucks so like if you get murdered like man life is hard i get it (laughs) put that on a shirt man you got murdered that's rough that's rough i get it dude i get it i get no i don't obviously (laughs) i have no idea what it i'm not condoning it i'm not saying that it's okay but i do think like it just i don't like the idea that you couldn't come back from that that was pretty much it like he yeah he reported on his own crimes and then he killed himself when he got found out good uh and then people made like movies and plays about it so the moral of this story i think is when you start dating someone and you find something you don't like about them and you think i can change him uh you can't even if he's a good writer (laughs) even if he's a good writer uh (laughs) it's not gonna work i'm sorry you should just say no it's not gonna just leave him just leave him leave him leave him love is a lie <laughs> christy's really growing growing she's well she's growing and she's going through it <laughs> <laughs> you're growing as a person i'm growing through it okay <laughs> you're growing as I'm a growing hippie through it. who lives in la now i really like ever since i moved down here i started saying things like i don't believe in signs but this stone that I usually wear around my neck fell on the ground and I had to find it and it wouldn't get back on my necklace. So I started wearing a different one because it was just a sign that it was time for change. Like, that's also some witchy shit. If like a stone jumps out at you or if it's trying to get away from you, <laughs> that's probably a That is it was probably like, a fuck sign. you. I'm done with you. So I haven't worn it in a while. Wow. 
And you go outside now and, you know. I go outside. LA's changed you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I love it. I'm still cynical and bitter because it's dark all the time, but I secretly <laughs> love it. It's dark all the time. I have Hawaiian shirts now. I think that's the biggest change. She really does. Uh, <laughs> because Hawaiian shirts are Los Angeles's flannel. They are. <laughs> I love it. That's true. Oh, oh all right. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm done with all my bullshit. I'm ready to listen now. I'm all just right. I'm here. Well, I had never heard of the uh was it the Vienna Strangler? The Vienna Strangler, also known as Jack the Writer. Oh jeez. Right? Uh yeah. blah, 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 barf. Okay. Um <laughs> I am going to cover a cryptid. Ooh. Oh, yes. Back on my cryptid bullshit. I love it. It's long been on my list. It's local to the Pacific North Weird, though it has shown up in uh, California from time to time. Ooh. It's kind of like if Mothman and Sasquatch had a little baby cousin or something. <gasps> I think I know what this is going to be. Yes. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. <laughs> it's Bat Squatch. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I wish I had a rap air horn. Do 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 do. Oh, someone arrest us right now. Someone stop. Someone, someone stop us. Someone take the mics away. Uh, so if you're not familiar, Bat Squatch is a huge flying cryptid. It looks a bit like a primate with wings or like a giant bat, which, you know, you might assume from the name. <laughs> of course. You know. Uh, and the rumor or lore around Bat Squatch is that it's connected to Mount St. Helens and that the eruption of that volcano awoke or possibly released the creature onto the earth. <laughs> oh, isn't that crazy? I like that. Right? I didn't know it had that kind of wild connection. I love the idea of like Mount St. Helens just erupting and then like when it's almost done having like a little bat cryptid be like <laughs> just poofs out of there. Just poofs out, yeah. Lands and he's like, I'm here. I don't know. Uh, I'm, here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. It's me. <laughs> Ready to have fun. I'm gonna terrorize the humans. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a cryptid's favorite pastime. Absolutely. So Mount St. Helens is, for you, for those of you that may not know, if you grew up uh, in the Nevada public school system like myself, it is in the state of Washington and <laughs> it erupted on May 18th, 1980. It's like one of the biggest volcanic eruptions of like our, you know, most recent years or the biggest. I don't fucking know. Um, that's my very good research. And then, um, 50, <laughs> 57 people died and it deposited ash across 11 states and even parts of Canada. This thing was fucking huge. And wow. that shit could blow again anytime, any moment. So fuck my life, I guess. <laughs> it's scary up here. It, I mean, you've got that. And then also, like, if that doesn't get you, then the earthquakes will swallow you into the ocean. And if that doesn't get you, then the the giant methane bubble that lives underneath Yosemite is going to get you. Yeah. Yellowstone. Oh, yellow, I think it's, yeah, I think it's Yellowstone. It's Yellowstone. 
True. Yeah, that could reach us over here. We've also got Mount Rainier. We've got another mm-hmm. one too. Uh, or in, it's in Oregon, but still close enough. Mount Hood. I don't know. I don't know if they're all vac- volcanoes. I'm pretty sure they are. Don't question me. Leave me alone. Anyway, uh, I actually went to the site of uh, a lot of the Mount St. Helens destruction a while back because there's this like really big Bigfoot sculpture there that I think I mentioned um a while back I definitely posted about it on our Instagram so there's like a Bigfoot gift shop and it's next to this little house that's like sunk halfway into the ground and there's a bunch of debris and it looks super creepy and old because they just kind of left that little neighborhood as is after everything erupted Ooh, I love it. I also learned that the innkeeper or like the, I don't remember all the details, but an older man like refused to evacuate and he died and it might have been right there. And so like everyone like (gasps) thinks of him as a hero because he stayed behind. (laughs) I mean, do you want to get haunted? Because that is how you get haunted. I mean, yikes. Okay. So yeah, all of that very trippy and wild. Back to Bat Squatch. Back to Basquatch. Please, let's get back to Basquatch. Um, after the eruption and all the damage and the scary shit that comes with volcanic eruptions, people started seeing a creature with glowing eyes and big bat-like wings flying near the areas that were damaged, which is kind of like Mothman, but instead of being seen before the disaster, this cryptid was, cryptid was seen after. He just was part of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? And the people that saw this thing reported feeling a great sense of dread. They were obviously very scared by it. It did not put off good vibes. Uh, I can't imagine that it would. Is there a cryptid that that puts off good vibes? I want to say, remember how joyful, one, Jeff is. I mean, he's not joyful, but he brings us joy. And I think that the Loveland Frogman brings joy because he has like sparklers and oh my god he's just partying you know so i (laughs) that one seems nice (laughs) as far as cryptids go those ones are pretty cute okay that's fair and some people oh my god christy i don't know if i oh fuck i should have posted this on our facebook maybe i did oh i'm tired and hungry and my brain's going Anyway, someone was in the woods somewhere and they have this awful sound it's like it sounds like a giant creature in agony crying and screaming and no one knows what it is. So it could be a fucking Bigfoot is what I'm trying to say. That's happening now? Yeah, that happened recently. There's video. The sound is horrifying. I I am now remembering that, yes, I did post it in the fucking Facebook group. And so you should go check that out. Well, I hate it. I'm scared. It's I'm going to go watch it now. Very scary. I can't believe the people just stand there. And like, listen to this horrible noise. I would be running so fast. Okay, so these types of sightings came in throughout the 80s, but the term bat squatch and like the full description of the creature didn't actually come until 1994. It's fairly recent. This is a cute little grunge cryptid. Oh my God. <laughs> so that year, a guy named Brian Canfield was driving in Washington's Pierce County when his truck either died suddenly or he stopped because he saw something swoop down into the middle of the road. There are kind of conflicting reports there. Okay. Uh, He saw a creature in front of him that was over nine feet tall with clawed bird feet, wings folded, but poking out like over its shoulders, 
blue tinted fur, yellow eyes, tufted ears, and sharp straight teeth. Uh, horrifying. Okay. I like that it's blue fur. Like Right. The- it's like specifically though, like, I feel like that is like. Very sassy. Very Seattle. Just <laughs> like, you know. Everything up like, here has to be blue or green. I'm an individual. I don't really like need. I don't need to look a certain way. I want to express myself with my fur. Yes. This cryptid <laughs> has style. Why not? Why not? You know, it really just makes the yellow in his eyes pop. <laughs> it really does. I want a cryptid wearing flannel. Why doesn't Bigfoot wear flannel? Why doesn't Please. Bat Squatch wear flannel? Especially in 1994. You'd think that you would have a little... <laughs> I'm just imagining this horrifying Bat Squatch <laughs> creature with a, a little flannel tied around its waist. <laughs> if someone doesn't draw that, I'm going to be so mad. Please, you guys, get on it now. Do it for us. Help. Uh, <laughs> help, help us. We aren't help talented. Uh, da, 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 da. So yeah, that is the description of the creature. And Brian, poor Brian, was only 18 when he saw this shit. Like, I would have been traumatized. <laughs> oh my God. So he stared at it for a while, afraid to move or get any closer to it. He described it further saying, quote, its eyes were shaped like a piece of pie with pupils like a half moon. The mouth was pretty big with white teeth, no fangs, and a face like a wolf. Uh, end quote. And it was looking right at him for what felt like forever with a super deep, scary stare. And when the thing finally moved, its wings spread out as wide as the fucking road, and then it took off. Ooh. You love it. Well, I love it, but also like it it sounds kind of like not as big as I would have thought if its wings are only as wide as the road. What? I took that as meaning huge. Yeah, I mean that's pretty big, but like wings have to be like pretty big to like carry like it's like a small person, you know what I mean? Sure. I mean there are some birds out there that have wingspans that big. Yeah. I just I imagined it to be like even bigger than that, I guess. Okay. All right. You are unimpressed. But he is a bat. He's just a little bat boy. So. <laughs> He's just a cute little bat boy baby. He's just a little bat boy with a little flannel around his waist. I just, I refuse to not see this animal as cute, I guess. He's blue. What do you expect? He's, He's blue. He's a bat. Bats are cute, you guys. Bats can be very cute. Even even if they do fill you supernaturally with a sense of dread. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So Brian was understandably stunned and he finally drove straight home, told his parents what he saw. And as wholesome parents do, they totally believed him. They claimed that he was like a really good kid. He never said weird shit like this. He didn't do drugs. And so he was a credible witness. They believed him. Oh, that's nice. That sure is nice. Good for Brian. That's so sweet. And so he told his story to a local journalist and it was published in the paper. That's where I got the quote from. And it became like a really big thing for a bit. Uh, But for the people that actually went back to where Brian said this happened, they never found any sign of any large creature. There was no evidence. And so eventually the story just kind of died out. What about a medium-sized creature? <laughs> nothing nothing about that either. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> they found nothing. Fine. Okay. 
Uh, four years later, in 1998, there was another sighting when a logging truck might have hit the creature. And like from the story I read, the woman's driving behind this logging truck and she sees it hit something and she thinks it's a huge log in the road. And so she gets out to see if the guy's okay. And then she, you know, looks to see what he hit and realizes that's a fucking bat squatch. <laughs> <gasps> no. And so they killed him. No, it was. I think in the story, it's like it just got up and flew away. Like it was they fine. They stunned him. Yeah. Okay. It was fine. But <laughs> that's the next sighting, which is crazy. And then there's one in 2009. Uh, and this was in California near Mount Shasta. And that was um, some hikers were hiking around as they do. And they witnessed a giant creature with leathery wings fly out of a crevice or a cave in the mountain. Ooh. And at first it was reported as a fucking pterodactyl sighting, which is a whole other <laughs> thing. <laughs> Love a pterodactyl sighting in 2009. It, like the dragons. People in California just really want pterodactyls to exist. I guess. People love dinosaurs. I mean, same. I also love dinosaurs. I don't know that yeah, I want true. them here with us now. No, there's a reason that they're not around anymore, and it's so that we can live. I mean, I'll have to take back my team animal stance, I think, if they come back. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I'm going to be scared. I'm, I'm going to be scared. Girl, I'm going to be back to team human. Yeah, I'm going to be real scared. <laughs> so, yeah, at first it was like, hey, we saw a fucking pterodactyl. But after they described it more and, you know, more people heard about it, the similarities made believers think that it was probably bat squatch that they saw, especially because it was coming out of another mount place another volcano it seemed to kind of fit the location pattern of this thing Ooh. much spoop uh but unlike sasquatch there doesn't seem to be any photographic evidence or video and i mean there's a ton of not reliable evidence for sasquatch i get that but there's still like you know blurry photos and that video i was talking about where you hear something in the woods and you're like what the fuck is this but with bat squatch I don't know, it's just not as well known and there aren't as many sightings to go off of. So it's not something that gets brought up very often. Yeah, people don't talk about it as much, it seems like. They sure don't. Also, like, I wonder, like, maybe if he had his own name that was a little catchier than Basquatch. Like, I love Basquatch. It's fun to say. But it <laughs> also, like, I just don't want to take him seriously, you know? Yeah, he's like the cute little brother of Sasquatch. Like, why did we have to squatch him? Like, he could have been his own <laughs> thing. And now we always are going to compare him to the superior cryptid that is Bigfoot slash Sasquatch. Sasquatch yeah. yeah. And also, like, I mean, it's not like they could call him Batman. <laughs> that was taken. That was taken. As was Batboy. As was, is there a Batwoman? Yes. Yes. Uh, Batgirl. And a Batgirl. Yeah. So, I don't know. Ape, Bat Ape, Bat Volcano Bat. Batcano. Volcano Bat. <laughs> huh. Just, just, you know what, Christy? I'm just riffing here, okay? There are no bad ideas. Okay. <laughs> there, are no, there are no bat ideas? Is that what oh, you just said? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good one. That's real good. Oh, we are bad. We're bad. We. We're bad people. This is a rough one. I went from being super aggro to whatever I am now. I'm back to my somewhat mellow demeanor, but not making yeah. any sense. Anyway. So, yeah, uh, not a lot else to say about our beloved Bat Squatch. He could just be out there 
lurking around, doing who knows what. Uh, I do love the idea that the volcano cracked open and like woke this thing up or released it into the world. I think that's such a dope origin story. I love it. Yeah. That's that's what makes it interesting, I think. Yeah, I didn't know that part. I didn't know basically anything about it, but that's my favorite part. So does that mean that if we're waiting for like Mount St. Helens to erupt again or that fucking what if it what if it erupts again but instead of lava it's just bat squatches oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful and horrifying just like a like when somebody scares a bunch of bats in a cave and they all fly out at once but out of mount st helens butt ew and it's just a bunch of sasquai but bat squai Bat, bat squatches. squatches. <laughs> bat squatches. <laughs> bat squai, if you will. I love to say sasquai. Yeah, I would love to see that, actually. It might be like a the first sign of the end of times, but that's fine. I Yeah, I'm ready for it. We've it's had, okay. Yeah, we've had a good run. That's enough. But anyway, that's Bat Squatch. Of course, there are some amazing drawings and things and that I will put in my show notes. We would love to see your interpretation. <laughs> love it with the flannel preferably if a like a bunch of them are coming out of mount st helens during a volcanic or volcanic eruption with and they each have their own <laughs> flannel tied around they each their, have little their own flannel. they're like hey listen the last time one of us did recon they said that flannel was really in so here we are <laughs> the last time we were out here was in the 90s and boy was it hot um the 90s <laughs> and you know back. what the 90s are back baby they're <laughs> And therefore, Batsquatch needs to be back, baby. I agree. Maybe in this drawing, also, Mount Rainier could have a little flannel tied around its waist. <laughs> oh, my God. Christy, I'm losing, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. You're losing it. I haven't eaten dinner yet. It's oh, Almost everything can be just traced back to whether or not I've eaten. I get hangry, and then I get, like, loopy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want some weird facts about volcanoes or not? I do. Okay. Always. They're a little morbid. Uh, My favorite kind. (laughs) It's the best. Uh, So here are all the ways in which a volcano can kill you. Uh, You know, it could kill you with poisonous gas or with flying shrapnel. Oh, that's a good one. How about... That's a good one. That's an unexpected one. Yeah. 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 this one's very relevant to where we both live. Scalding seawater. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that would hurt. Um, also something called VOG, which is volcanic smog. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know how it's different than poisonous gas. Don't ask me. And there's also lava tubes, which is sounds horrifying. Yep. And then, uh, of course, the classic suffocation. Of course. Of course. And then you've got pyroclastic flows. uh, Oh, my. Which I think I looked it up. It had something to do with, like, fast-moving poisonous gas. I think that the the VOG and the the poisonous gas come back into play in that one, but also maybe lava. But lava moves really slow. Anyway. Hmm. Last one. Your head could explode because your head is basically filled with water and it gets so hot that the temperature rises so much and your brain explodes. Ashley, what? I'm serious. That was one of them. Uh, your head oh could fucking God. explode. It could okay, be- <laughs> I take it back. The shrapnel, I can see. This one, most unexpected. It just gets so hot. You got lava flowing. That means your brain's boiling. You got to get out of there. Have you ever seen Dante's Peak? Don't be that grandma. 
Get out of there. Wow. That's it. Dying by a volcano? Not the way to go. No. No, thank you. That's my advice. Dying by cryptid? Yes, please. Absolutely. Because, God, we're gonna, people are going to talk about you on podcasts forever. Oh, yeah. 100%. And who doesn't want that? Listen, I'm in L.A. to get famous, so I might as well get eaten by a cryptid. <laughs> please do. That or please. as long as please. it's memorable so that, you know, I can get on TV. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be the expert. You know what? I, I've been doing my best out here to try to get murdered in an interesting way. But <laughs> so far. Christy, no. So far, I've just been taken on hikes with guys that have dogs because that's a thing that people do now. As long as the dog is there, I feel okay with it. But if the dude doesn't have a dog, don't do it, Christy. Really? He could push you off a cliff. Well, he could push me off a cliff with a dog. I guess. Well, I don't think the dog would let it happen. Dogs are pure of heart. I think the dog would be upset. The dog would alert someone. The dog would warn you. The dog would warn me. Okay. <laughs> I, I need to go eat some food. Are we? This is it. <laughs> this is the episode for yeah, better or worse. Yeah, this is the episode where you're going crazy. You're welcome. Uh, find our show notes at that'sweird.org. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at That's Weirdcast. Like our Facebook page. Join our Facebook. Just kidding. I don't care if you do any of that. But we do have a new Patreon mini-sode. It's not even mini. It's fucking extra long, and it's only for our patrons. You should join that for a dollar. Patreon.com slash that's motherfucking weird. And uh, that's it. Uh, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Don't write mean reviews or I'm going to tell you to fuck off in the next episode. Stay weird, you guys. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh.